And he's here. He is here. Cristiano has entered the building. Welcome, wherever you are, to the Old Trafford Theatre. Yes, guys, welcome back to this episode of Sculptor Podcast. Today, we are going through David Goggins' podcast with Tom Bellew. Now, it's a long episode, so we're only going to do the last 20 minutes or so. But as it always is with this type of uh, podcast, well, I guess it's November. So all of these episodes will be, well, most of them will be, me sitting down, going through an episode. And yeah, let's get into it. So I'm going to switch over to this and let's listen I'm a very philosophical person and I'm going to go there with you real quick I believe in a higher power don't know the name, don't know where it's coming from don't know anything like that but I believe that this power and visualize me real quick let's say it's a man up there or a woman whatever and they have a chart and when you're born they say David Goggins Born February 17, 1975 at 6 a.m. They write the chart down because they can see everything. They know exactly what you're so fucking supposed to be. They know what you're supposed to be. You die, you go to so-called heaven. You arrive at heaven, I'm 300 pounds. I retired as an Ecolab guy, which is okay. It's just a job, whatever. I go up there and God looks at me and he shows me my chart. And my chart on there says you were supposed to be a Navy SEAL. You're supposed to weigh 185 pounds. You're supposed to be one of the smartest people on the planet, this, this, all this. You see this. And now you're in heaven. You made it to heaven, but you're like, God, Doug, I was supposed to live that life. I was supposed to live that life. And then you find out that the reason why, because we all think that if we pray on it, if we do this, if we do that, whatever, if we don't work, we just, whatever, it's going to magically happen for us. No. I believe that when I'm all said and done with, my whole job is to outwork I mean, the chart. Whatever you know the fucking here, chart says really about me, the all-knowing power lot, up like, there, I want to get up there and I say, look him look at me and say, I, was meant to make in my life, I know everything. And thinking about I where would I be. I didn't fucking see this. I don't know where I would be. I would be the best in the world. I didn't fucking see this. And I'm not talking about... I want to feel that. I want to get to the other end of this fucking world. And however I'm being judged... Whoever's As judging me to look at me and say, I, I did not about at the end of the life, fucking know. I, I had you at 185, had you at this, you but be. all this other shit, I was and riding as you were living. You are making these wrong decisions. I want to, thinking about, I want to find getting more. Getting closer to that best version of all yourself. All I can. You're just pulling and yourself further and further away. And in that fucking sack of shit, exactly what's you have to dive in that to find more. Because if you're not willing to go in there and face yourself, you're not going to find anything. You can live right here on surface, man, right here on surface. So if there is an ending to this world and there is somewhere to go and there's a judgment, you're going to get there and you might see a chart and that chart may tell you who the fuck you should have been. And now you get the rest of your life to think about that. Man, I could have lived oh, a much better random. life. I saw what like just shirt was. Just suffered what would Goggins do? Let's look like at that. Just would have went in that shit and realized I had so much more. But fear and the 40% and living here versus living here, being afraid. And I'm thinking about like my life being filmed in the Nicholas Craig. I'm a big guy in visualizing. I'm a a big guy in making a world. It may not exist. To me, it does. 
To me, it does. And I'm, I'm overpowering myself every day. And you got to find tools to do that. That's a tool that I use. The most important conversation you will ever have in your fucking life is the one you have with yourself. You wake up with it, you walk around with it, you go to bed with it, eventually you're gonna act on it. Whether you're good or bad, you have to, that's why the whole thing about this book I have, it's about you. It is about you. It's strictly about you finding who you are. So many people die, live a hundred years, never fucking know who they are. Never know who they are. You have to look in that mirror and know this, there's so much more in here, man. Because I can literally right now be a 300-pound guy spraying for cockroaches still to this day. If I did not look in that mirror and say, there, there has to be more to this. This can't be it. Civilized is I guess it's, it's not leaving a stone unturned, which is something that I'm pretty big on. And when I think about even making my decision to come back to Australia, which I haven't made an episode on, but there's a checklist that I even have to tick off myself when I'm thinking about making sure that I'm not leaving a stone unturned, thinking about would I regret this in the future? Think about all these different things because you don't want to be thinking, looking back on something and saying, wow, I really could have done better here. I could have done more here. That's just, I can't live with myself in thinking like that. So exactly what David's saying there, if you're looking back at this checklist of all these things and all these choices that could have propelled you to where you wanted to go, it's regret. And it's thinking, well, I guess it's pulling you away from the best version of yourself, which is interesting. Where people, um, so it's, it's a comfortable world. Stop me. A lot of us say, so you know, like for instance, I, I see these I'm athletes right now who retire you know, I'm 38, you know, I'm 39, I did 20 years at the top of my game, and I'm chilling out now. You see them a year later, and how they look. What the hell just happened to you, dude? What the hell? You're one of the greatest athletes of all time. Kids looked up to you. Women, men of all ages looked up to you. And they hit the pinnacle where it's time to retire, and their mind says, I'm civilized. The worst thing that could ever happen to any human being is they become civilized. It's that total accountability. Like even when you retire, there's a motherfucker looking at me and judging me right now, man. I'm, I was the baddest person to ever live. It doesn't go away, man. You got to wake up. Even though you retired, you never retired. You're setting the example every single day of your life. And being civilized feels so good. How Just do you on that as well. Cultivate that no, I know like, I've been recommended right there watching this book man, and they feel like quite a few people. They feel Me lost, I'm a little alone, bit scared, broken, and I stupid, read it for a lazy. Because but they're I never going to amount to anything. And what you're talking about is the closest too thing many to fucking superpower that this kid has ever heard. And right now he's on the edge of his seat. How does he? How does he like force himself to take that first step? That makes sense. So when I hear David Goggins and I've heard from people saying that oh, it's the Goggins effect or things like that, right? I don't necessarily I know suggest, if it's a sustainable yes, way and having a, a third, basis because I have a no, it's more than three. It's just having it's so many different voices in my head use it as a platform, influential use people. It as your life. I don't know if, it's, if that's the best thing for me. Everybody I, I listen to things like this with David like Goggins and I think, yeah, he's, an he's got very valid world. points, but Everything I'm not too is, sure is, on where I would stand and how I'd react to 
the rest of Le- your life like really live inside being of a student yourself. of his work I do think that stop listening to people who I, are calling you fat gay transsexual nigger everything that is makes no sense all these insecure people put their insecurities on you so what I mean by that is you gotta flush it out he's an ultra you gotta just be whoever the hell God or whoever the hell you believe in you believe in nothing but yourself I don't care what it is you gotta take everything and throw it away it's a very inefficient. You have thing. to believe you're, in you're one challenging thing yourself. And that is yourself. Brilliant. It's not easy and, to do. And I'm not saying don't believe in do God or what you believe in, but right now, for you to find you as greatness as, in yourself, maybe not as much mentally, you're not going to find physically it and things like by that by looking in a book, by doing book, something different, or by even and hearing me. If that's what I may you give want you to do, challenging yourself physically and mentally, you've got to in go inside yourself to find it. Long and that exhausting way. I don't have a problem with that, but for me, that's not how I can do it. Because Stop if I have talking, to get the most out of my one-hour training your soul, session each day your mind, because I have to perform the next day, and you'll find it. then I have to prioritize the one it, hour that I have, not you the won't find it. 36 so you hours that I have to run start your journey. across the country. The journey starts, like, you find for me, why the now, of course, this I is really me overanalyzing it because why I haven't read the book. I don't know what If you don't know that, you will live the rest of your life searching, always asking the question, why? So if that's you don't gonna know who automatically you are. slow me down. If you don't know two, who you are, I don't know if I can't tell the, the you. The main thing actually is what's the next phase I of your life? I feel like, like I, I have to do you what you can't he imagine says how intrigued I am to watch you. Over I think the next that five I'll be lazy years. for not doing it, and that's well, not the golden effect. I've, that's the Nick Craddock effect. I'll just left do it. enough to have survived. Even how this challenge came about, and to come out the other side with a bunch of knowledge, so hopefully I can help people to make a TikTok every single day for a day in the life. And Much originally, they truly are. I, I said no because I just didn't think it was worth my time. And then he said, the greatness but a isn't running 200 like, miles at a time or doing 4,000 pull-ups or being a SEAL. Stuff you vow. Greatness and is whatever then I made it even harder for myself. I didn't do a TikTok every day. I, made, I said I'll do a podcast you episode You got to first see it. You so I made it even harder for myself because you challenged me. And then that's when I come into play. Once you create this vision I'm not going to back down. So if I read David Goggins... And his book, and, and that's his teachings, I come I'm not going to back down. But first, which you got to create your own vision. Scary because I think and it's going to take me external. further away from where I want to go. When I'm reading Relentless, that's taking me closer and closer Most to where I want to go. Of this where David Goggins, because he's an, an athlete like myself, to. in terms of you did this wrong, you did this say, wrong, or, or they get yelled at. It's so easy to, you know, to, to be great now. It was more of someone challenging himself and doing it that way. That's the difference. This is a softer generation. So if you have any mental toughness. Any any ability? Actually, you have just, any I don't I don't have a problem with David Goggins. Self discipline at all. The ability I really like David to Goggins. not want to do it, but still do it. I'm not a student. People have of a, David a hard thing. Understand. I would hold I hate to David run. Goggins and, and, and Tim Grover. It makes me so crazy. At the same level, it doesn't even It's just that I relate go, to more well, of Tim's work than David's work. It? What? You, once you get to the top, you may retire, but you ain't never coming back home, man. Because now you're judged. People see you falling off. You want to be that guy who knows I may be retired from the sport or forever I did, but I'd be damned if you ever see me looking like shit, feeling like shit, not arriving. People, I've arrived. I've arrived mentality. You're always setting the example. Civilization feels so good. These comfortable feelings are what people want. They want retirement. They want that. They need that. They, it's, a, it's a yearning feeling. I want it too. People love putting a label on me about, my God, man, you're just wired different. I'm not fucking wired different, dude. I'm thinking right now, after I got past my stuttering thing, now I'm on a roll, I'm good now. You know what I'm thinking about right now? I got to fucking wake up tomorrow and do the same shit again. I got to leave this fucking interview and go stretch out for two and a half hours. I hate that shit. 
how do you find and cultivate that drive? Like there is a kid right now watching this man and they feel like you felt, they feel lost, alone, broken, stupid, lazy, like they're never going to amount to anything. And what you're talking about is the closest thing to a fucking superpower that this kid has ever heard. And right now he is on the edge of his seat. How does he, how does he like force himself to take that first step? I'm very fortunate that I grew up at a time when there was no phones and there was no social media. And I suggest, yes, I'm on social media on a very limited basis because I have a story to tell. And it's a great platform. Use it as a platform, don't use it as your life. My biggest advice to give everybody in the world is like I say, we live in an external world. Everything is, is you gotta see it, touch it, it's, it's, it's external. If you can for the rest of your life live inside of yourself, stop listening to people who are calling you fat, gay, transsexual, nigger, everything that is makes no sense. All these insecure people putting their insecurities on you, you gotta flush it out. You gotta just be whoever the hell God or whatever the hell you believe in. If you believe in nothing but yourself, I don't care what it is. You gotta take everything and throw it away. You have to believe in one thing and that is yourself. And, and I'm not saying don't believe in God or what you believe in, but right now for you to find greatness in yourself, you're not gonna find it by looking in a book or by even hearing me. I may give you the spark but you've got to go inside yourself to find it. And that means you gotta be quiet. Shut the fuck up, go in a room, stop talking, search your soul, search your mind, search your abilities, and you'll find it. But if you're not looking for it, you won't find it. So you gotta go start your journey. And the journey starts with you finding, why the hell am I here on this planet Earth? Why am I here? And if you don't know that, you will live the rest of your life searching always asking the question, why? If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't tell you who you are. What's the next phase of your life look like? I, I, you can't imagine how intrigued I am to watch you over the next five to 10 years. Well, honestly, I've, I'm blessed enough to have survived the life I lived mm. and to come out the other side with a bunch of knowledge. So hopefully I can help people that believe that they're much less than what they truly are. Help them find greatness in themselves. And greatness isn't running 200 miles at a time or doing 4,000 pull-ups or being a SEAL. Mm. Greatness is whatever the hell you dreamed of in your own mind. You gotta first see it. You gotta first create this vision in your mind. And then that's when I come into play. Once you create this vision in your mind, it's how am I gonna get there now? And that's when I come into play. But first, you got to create your own vision. And it's not external. It's the, the vision created is inside of you. Most of this generation quits the second they get talked to. You did this wrong, you did this wrong, or, or they get yelled at. It's so easy to, you know, to, to be great nowadays because everybody else is, most people are, are weak. This, this is a softened generation. So if you have any mental toughness, any, any ability, if you have any fraction, of self-discipline, the ability to not want to do it, but still do it. People have a, a, a hard thing to understand. I hate to run. And, and, and what makes me so crazy, it doesn't need more, is people go, well, well, why do you run if you hate it? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't want to take showers and eat either. I hate that too. The, the whole, that's life, man. That, and, 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 and 
It wasn't until I changed that mentality that I became somebody. I hated going to school. So guess what? I was dumb as shit. That's what one plus one is two. But if you can get through to doing things that you hate to do, on the other side is greatness. That's what people understand. By me running, I am callous in my mind. I'm not training for a race. I'm training for life. I'm training for the time when I get that two o'clock in the morning call that my mom is dead or something happens tragic in life. I don't fall apart. I'm training my mind and my body and my spirit so it's all one so I can handle what life is going to throw at me because the life I've lived, it throws a whole bunch at you. And if you're not physically and mentally prepared for that, you're just going to crumble and you're good for nobody. You said I can be me. The second you said I can cuss and be me and cussing, people are saying, man, you cuss all the fucking time. Why? <laughs> well, I hate to say it, the best way for me to get how I feel across, I can't sit here and say, you know what? Yeah, I went through Hell Week and man, it was, it was really hard. <laughs> no, that motherfucker takes your damn soul, rips it inside out, and then they say, now we're going to fucking start. It, it, it allows me to express where I was at, at a point of my life. If I don't... Yeah, um, if you have listened to me for a few episodes, you've probably heard about how I don't like football. You don't necessarily have to love it. But you crave the result. That's a simple Tim Grover rule for you. You don't have to love it, but you crave the end result. Simple. And that's kind of my situation. David's saying the exact same thing. When people hear me say that, I think they get a bit worried. I think my family get worried when I say that, but they don't necessarily understand and they shouldn't understand because they're not living the life that I want to live and they don't they want to achieve the things that I want to achieve. Therefore, I understand it. But I think that people like David understand my kind of, let's say, philosophies and reasoning to behind doing things. All of me? Why the hell am I here? Why, how will you learn from me? People take so much offense to me. You will never learn from people if we always tap dance around the truth. Oh God, I love that. We so tap good. dance around the truth by finding the right words so I don't hurt you because you have thin skin. No, tighten up people. It's okay, trust me, it's okay. You might be called nigger one day, it's okay. You might be called some Jewish word or some faggot or gay word, it's okay. Let them call you that. What are you going to do now? They don't own your life. How are you going to control that now? How are you going to flip it upside down and say, Roger that, now I'm going to harness this shit and you'll read about me years from now? How? That's the question. Yeah, I think that's a good point when I was speaking about how with David's training, it's probably not uh, transferable to my kind of philosophy in terms of football. Now, we're at very different parts of our lives. When I was, when David was my age, I'm pretty sure he was really, really obese and in the Navy, I believe, like trying to become a Navy SEAL. So we're definitely different parts of lives. Missions are also different. But I, I mean, once I stopped playing football, I feel like I would become a David Goggins with just trying to challenge myself in terms of doing the most mentally hard thing to do. For example, even... 
um, I had a conversation with my auntie the other day when I was in Germany and I was saying, what is the next challenge for me? I'm going back to comfort in Australia. I've gone from the last like two years being constantly outside of my comfort zone, not knowing where I'm going to stay the next night, not knowing what I'm going to eat the next day. This type of challenge is crazy. And being okay with that, I've learned. Therefore, I'm constantly stimulated and challenged mentally. And that's the that's just the minimum. That's not including everything else. There's so many other things. So it's how do I then figure out other ways to challenge myself? I'm going to have to figure out. I think doing more with the podcast, doing more of these podcasts where I'm listening and challenging myself in my own beliefs, getting more guests on, having debates, things like that, I think makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I really do have to find other ways of challenging myself, maybe even with the sculpted app, getting more people involved with that, becoming a CEO, all these different things I can maybe start to challenge myself more and more with because I've gone back to the most comfortable zone in my life with my family. I don't need to worry where I'm sleeping at night. I don't need to worry where my next meal is. I don't need to worry about am I getting paid? All these different things I don't need to worry about. I've come back to my comfort zone. So I can see why David wants to always challenge himself because I also do always want to challenge myself, as he said. How are you going to do that? Thicken your skin. Become more of a human being. Don't be afraid of the reflection in the mirror because that's all you can be afraid of. Once you overcome the reflection in the mirror, you've done it. So the image in my mind of a man was not one that had earrings, sagged his pants. I, I, I had this image in my head and I was going to fulfill that. And I, I didn't do any trends. I stopped trending, I stopped being this guy who whatever was new, fuck it, that's not what I believe in. I'm doing this, this is what I wanna be, this is what I'm gonna be, so. It's incredible. Um, how do you experience beauty and joy in your life? What situations do you put yourself in? What makes you laugh? What, uh, what's the fun stuff for you? It's funny you say that. Um, I, I just retired from the military in November 2015, and I was going and going and going and going. And I never really, I was a, a happy guy, but I'm never in the moment of like sitting back and I wanna travel here to have fun or do this or do that. I've never been that person. But the first time I really got a chance to experience true happiness and true peace was I was like, so what I did to myself to become who I am today, it takes a great toll on your body. So I believe God gave me time to rest and he took me out of commission. Not even the mind of Goggins could get me back up. So I had about a good six, seven months where I was out. And when I was out, I had time to reflect on all I'd accomplished. And that was the first time in my life where I sat back and said, wow. Because only I, I may be telling you some of the story, I know the exact truth of how brutal my life was and how I shouldn't be on this show today and how the mind and how beautiful it is. So what brings me joy and happiness is knowing how beautiful the mind is. And I'm one of the few people that didn't read about it, didn't experience it through some, some drug. I got to experience the beauty of true fucking willpower. True fuck you, 
I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna fucking fail, I'm gonna fucking fail, I'm gonna fucking fail, and I will succeed. Just me talking about that gives me a feeling, I know what I did, and I don't need to travel somewhere or to have this or have that. I have it all here in my mind. The beauty is remembering this young, dumb, what people call nigger, is now where I'm at today. And that is, when you finally get to that point for me, it's forever lasting peace. I, do need, I, I could die right now on this show, and I'll be happy, man. We're all, we, we are all great. No matter if, if you think you're dumb, no matter if you think you're fat, no matter if you are fat, no matter if you've been bullied, or no matter if you just got back from Iraq or Afghanistan, and you have no legs or your arms or whatever, man, we all have greatness. It just, you gotta find the courage. You gotta find the courage to put your Bose headphones on and silence the noise out of this world and to find it. And to find it because it's out there, but it's gonna take hard work, courage, self-discipline. It's gonna take all the non-cognitive skills. The, all the non-cognitive skills to be great. You know, smart is good, all this stuff is good. That's all cognitive. It's the non-cognitive skills that set you apart from everybody else. And, and that's what it's all about. I had a moment in front of all these great American heroes where I had a chance. It was like so fast. It went through me like, like lightning of I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm getting an award like this. That, that kid who was in the fetal position the majority of his life, and so much the fact that my body and my hip flexors are tight to this day, that even though I was standing erect, my mind was in the fetal position. And when I looked out amongst all those people, it was a sense of pride that <clears throat> I, can't even, I can't even explain. It's the moments of three hell weeks. It's the moments of in that room by myself studying for hours and hours and hours trying to catch up with all the kids who are above me. <clears throat> it's just those moments, like the real raw moments of life that was like, boom, hit me and we're gone. But I was like, I did that, I overcame that shit. You know, it's like, it's this power behind all that shit. And that's the feeling I was looking for in my life. I found it. it wasn't money, it wasn't fame, it wasn't awards. It, it was that feeling I have right now. The feeling of, I'm about to break down, but it's not of like, oh my God, I'm upset. It's like I worked myself so hard that I turned a person this fucked up into this motherfucker right here. Not off of reading a fucking book off a theorist, off of going to work on myself and saying, I don't know how to do this, but I know that to get over there to that fucking side, I gotta grind myself into a fucking fine powder. And I did it. I did it off a of sure will. And very few people will know how that feels. Very few. I want you to realize that this world, life, is one big head game. And once you learn to play the motherfucking head game, 
It's no longer a game anymore at all. You can start living your life. I love that. David, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Buy this book. I read it. It is extraordinary. It is one of the most amazing manuals for how to change your life ever. And just this interview, I think, could be transformative for some people. And the book goes into so much more detail and really reaches into you and shows you how to do it in your own life. He helps you find that 3.14 for you so that you can go out and do the things that you need to do. But the things that I hope that you take away from him, be honest with yourself, be raw, but understand that you can fix it. Stop tolerating mediocrity. You have to detest mediocrity in your life and you have to understand the only way you're going to meet yourself is through pain and suffering. And if you can become a master of suffering, the things that you can do with your life are truly unlimited. You can truly break free of all of the limiting beliefs that you've put on yourself, your circumstances put on you, your family has put on you, experts have put on you, whoever it is. You can get rid of all of that and completely blow your own mind with what you're capable of. Well, I'm going to stop it there. I am a little bit over the time, almost. But I think in summary, guys, I think... David Goggins is, is a beast, and I think there's a lot of things to learn from him. Um, i got to definitely listen to him a bit more, but I hope that you enjoyed that. I was able to say a bit more there uh, throughout the episode, but I will catch you in tomorrow's episode, and definitely listen to more David, Gog David Goggins, and I will be too. So, hope you enjoyed this, and I'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs>